Yeah, Marcus tore his ACL. Yeah, it was, um, unfortunately tore his ACL. Um, and uh, we'll have surgery once the swelling goes down. Obviously, that means something for your young guys. What uh, we saw Malachi on, on Friday is, is he the guy who steps into that position, or how, how do you manage that? Yeah, I mean, Malachi played on Friday. Jaden Doss played on Friday. Jalen Lloyd played on Friday. I think all three of them have to be ready to go. So all three of them um, have come a long way. They've gotten better and better and better. Um, you know, they, they, they appeared ready to be ready to go on Friday night, and uh, I think this is a great week for them to, you know, we went out and practiced practice today. So we, you know, those guys need to step up, and I, I'm sure they will. Doss, so he had an arm injury. Well, he was able to keep working out. In fact, it was an arm injury that helped him that yeah, I think the fact that, yeah, there wasn't anything with his lower body. I mean, our, you know, our guys do a great job of keeping guys in shape. You know, he broke his arm, so he just had to wait for it to heal. And um, once it healed, you know, he's been integrated back in. So he was out, you know, back in for a week. And then a little something, I think maybe, I, I can't remember Michigan week if he was up or not, forgive me. But then he was up, obviously, last week. And, you know, actually called a reverse for him in the game. Uh, Sat did, and they checked out of it because they were bullets in the corner. But uh, Jaden's a really good player. Jalen's a really good player. Malachi's a really good player. Ty Han stepped up. Bullock, I thought, made the plays we all know Bullock's capable of making. So uh, we'll need those guys to we'll need those guys to go. Marcus Dundon, like, I mean, it's the sixth year. There's no way back when he playing. Yeah, I don't know that. Uh, we, fact, we were talking about it today. I was teasing, you know, he, he was wanting to explore those things. I laughed at him. Like, uh, everybody, they all say they want to leave till you know, till they want to leave. But I, I love Marcus. Um, you talk about a guy who, in my opinion, has come a long way, um, and uh, really happy for him that you know his one of his second to last play was that that deep ball it was a heck of a play. Really, to me, it meant a lot about what we're trying to get done here. That you're on the goal line and Riley Van Poppel, as a freshman, makes the big hit, and then you come back out and Marcus Washington, as a senior, makes the big catch. You know, it's just team, 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 and um, I hate it for Marcus because he's so competitive. He's just had a tough go. You know, this this. This camp. First, it was the knee, other, you know, the knee, other knee injury, and then now this. His hand was broke because uh, I think he was poised to have a really good year. You know, I, I've never been a part of this, to be honest with you. This many offensive uh, injuries and defections. You know, I mean, you you come out of last spring. Obviously, you're thinking Eric's going to be a big part of things. Unfortunately, Eric's you know gone through what he's gone through. Right? Xavier leaves the team. Isaiah gets hurt. Uh, Marcus gets hurt. I'm probably forgetting somebody. So I've never been a part of. Uh, you know, Ramir gets hurt, Gabe gets hurt. So I think the offensive staff's doing a great job of coaching. It limits you a little bit into some of the things that you maybe want to do. Um, but at the same time, it's an opportunity for guys to go play. And those young guys, since the day I got here, I told you, hey, they're going to be really good. They just got to be really good now. <laughs> because of the extreme nature of what you just went through, do you can you keep that identity that you've identified where you want to hammer people? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we're. I mean, we're, you know, we're, 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 we, you know, we did a bye week, you know, kind of plan to win with the guys, you know, like all the things we need to improve upon, you know. Um, the one thing we're doing well is, you know, we're, we're first in the Big Ten in rushing offense. Uh, we're first in 10 plus yards rushing. I think we're third in yards per carry at 5.1. We're second in rush defense, maybe first or second in defensive yards per carry and first in 10 plus runs. So we're, we're defending the run well. Third down, you know, we're, we need to get about 7% better on offense and 7% better on defense. We're, I think we're middle of the pack on, you know, I can't remember the numbers, but we're 40% on defense, okay? We need to be in the low 30s. And we're 37% on offense. We need to be in the mid 40s. So, 
there's a lot of things that are just close. The one thing that's keeping giving us a chance is running the football. We're minus through through, through six games. We're we're uh, I guess what, minus seven um, in the turnover battle. We're 129th out of 133 teams, and that's you know that was that could have been a 30 to seven game, 35 to seven, 40 to seven game. So. Um, there's a lot of things, but our identity of running the football, you know, and, and taking away the, and, and stopping the run, that's, that, that can't change. That's just a bedrock of who we want to be. You know, it didn't work against – we couldn't get it done against Michigan. You know, they're, they're beyond that. We're, we were beyond that, at that on that day. Um, but as we move forward, we have to continue to do that. These young receivers, um, you know, I think we started making some plays in the passing game this past game that allowed us to score some touchdowns uh, by, you know, tying some third-down conversions. We just have to continue to augment that um, as we move forward. You mentioned the turnovers, and they all came late on Friday. Um, is there is there a different kind of opportunity to, to learn from those when they happen in a win than there is versus like the Minnesota game where you had some of the same late turnovers and, and a loss? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I hadn't really thought about that. What I what I did tell the team was, you know, at some point, you know, um, at some point it's, it's going to have to stop. Um, it's been eight years of it here. You know, going back to the nine and four years, the last year we had a plus turnover margin. So it's all these different voices saying it. Um, and it's not, and we're talking about just the offense right now, but like the defense is only taking the ball away six times. They're like 11th in the big 10. So it's not like we're like doing, you know, everyone kind of looks at the offense, like, come on guys. Well, we're supposed to be taking the ball away on defense. That game was trending in that direction, right? Like Quinton had the pick, take away Heinrich's pick. I mean, to me, Heinrich's pick was like, Hey, it was like, hey, we're going to take a shot down the sideline. If it's intercepted, it's a punt. Like I mean, we don't want it to be intercepted. I, I, but the fumbles in, in the red zone are ridiculous, right, inside a four-minute. So, um, you know, I challenged the team. Like, hey, you know, we, we literally the day before walked through four-minute offense. We, we put it – we spoke it into existence that we're going to have the lead. And quarterback, what are you going to do? I follow the ball. Offensive line, what do you do? We, we finish. Defense, running back, what do you do? I run to contact and get down. Like, it's coached. And it happened the day before. And then, you know, as we said to the team, hey, guys, who brought that up in the huddle? When it was happening, and everyone said no. Like even Heinrich said, I didn't. I didn't even think about we were in four minute offense, which it's four minutes and twenty seconds. But it's so, you know that those are teaching opportunities to me. Is it a little easier when you win? Probably, um, but it's still the same problems are still there that were there at Minnesota. You know the same issues are still there. So we've we've got to continue to clean them up. My point though is. There are the same issues on special teams. There are the same issues on offense and on defense. Everybody has their issues. So as a team this week, we have to clean up some things so we can be better against Northwestern. I know you're just beginning in the Big Ten journey, but you played three of the games, and you've also, I'm sure, scouted teams on things. You find that the identity that you come up with is pretty durable for this league, and fits this league goal. Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, I mean, who's winning in college football that's not, you know, running the football and playing good defense? I mean, we have, we have to be more explosive on offense, right? You're not going to be able to – you're not going to be able to win long term if you can't make explosive plays in the passing game. You know, we're one of the top teams in terms of explosive run plays, but we're going to need some explosive pass plays. And on the flip side, um, on defense, you know, we're, we've given up way too many explosive 20-yard passes. Um, so that that component will continue to come. Um, that, that's part of that is people getting comfortable. Part of that is playmakers. You know, playmakers as they develop, as you recruit them. You know, I mean, there's a lot of teams on Saturday that catch a slant and take it 80. Um, we have the guys who can do that. We just have to continue to get them confident. And I see our team becoming a more confident team day by day. So, um, yeah, I, I think playing defense, running the football, I mean, that was a really win you know, people don't, you don't know, that was a really windy day. It was just, just what you know, Coach Osborne was out of practice today. That's just what Coach Osborne told me. There'd be some really windy days where, you know what, like having good special teams and having good defense and the ability to run the football is going to be really, really, really important. Sure. How important is uh, Anthony Grant now? Um, 
did he come out of Illinois okay? Well, he's not okay with me because <laughs> he keeps fumbling the ball. I love Anthony, but you can't play for us if you can't control the ball. So Anthony, Anthony, uh, you know he's he's got to improve that. Not in the doghouse. That people take things the wrong way. He's got a skill a skill that is not showing up. It's very simple. It's, to me, it's all technical. Football's never emotional for me. It's just technical. So I have to get that fixed for Anthony. And Anthony has to get that fixed for Anthony or he can't play because we can't, you know, you can't fumble the ball and practice on Tuesday then fumble it again and practice on Wednesday then fumble it in four minutes on Saturday and think you're going to play the next week. So I think the bye week comes at a great time because Anthony can really work on that this week. Um, he's got such great vision. He has all these things, but he has one skill that's preventing him from playing at the level I think he could play at. So... Um, yeah, he's healthy, all those things, but I'm counting on Anthony and, uh, I need, I need him and we need him to step up and we need him to very simply cover the top, <laughs> cover the top of the ball and not run with the ball like this. And so, um, I don't know what else to do other than to say what I just said. I've said it to him obviously, but say what I just said. So he hears it because he's a really good player that could probably play for many years after this, but you're not playing for Bill Belichick. If you fumble the ball, you're not playing for Mike Tomlin if you fumble the ball. So we, we, uh, we need him this week to really make a step. What do you think is at the root of that issue? It seems like, I don't know if he's running more physically than he has in previous years, but. I did the same thing in Illinois last year. It was a close game. The ball was ripped out. And to me, it's all technical. It's it's about covering the tip of the ball and keeping the ball high and tight. If you watch Heinrich run with the football, Coach Osborne came in yesterday. We you know watched, watched some film with us, and he was just talked about how beautifully Heinrich carries the football. He carries exactly like we asked him to do. You watch Tommy Hill. He had that fumble on the kickoff return, and Tommy Hill picks the ball off the other night, and there's a picture of him, you know, we're going five points of ball security. It's a commitment to that. And so Anthony's been running with the ball one way his whole life, not protecting the, the front tip of the ball. And again, the ball getting out here, it's division one football. You're not going to have a lot of runs where you start right and work back left. It just doesn't happen, especially in four minutes. So we've just got to continue to coach him and we love him. We got to coach him. He's come so far in so many ways, his pass protection, his route running, catching the ball, things that we thought maybe he couldn't do, he can absolutely do. This is something that has to get corrected. Um, at the same time, Josh Fleeks is ready to play. Emmett put the ball on the ground, which was disappointing on the exchange. So there's obviously a cultural, you know, and that's why I'm speak. I, I speak things in here sometimes when I want the, the locker room to hear it. Like it's got, you can't blame the, all the coaches. Like you know, like blame me. That's fine. But like at some point, the players have to start saying it, and our players get that. That's that was what was great yesterday. I, I talked to our team and said. You know, they wanted to play with a swagger. They wanted to play with energy. They wanted to be, coach, take the leash off us. I'm a little more old school. I said, okay, take the leash off you. Can't have 11 penalties, though. Can't have the ball inside the five twice. And so I said, hey, guys, how do we make this where we can play with a certain energy where we don't have these penalties? And Newsom said, well, we have to do it. And I was like, exactly. That's, that's how you change what's happening. So I think it's the same thing with him technically. But at the same time, he needs, he needs to hear from his teammates. Like, hey, bro, we need you, we need you to hold it this way every single time. So... You know, I'm not going to do the old carry it around the class thing. You know, we're not, it's not the program. We're not doing that. We're just going to trust him as a, as a really good player that he can get it corrected. What's the, what's the conversation you have with him about Swagger? And was that related the to the team? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I just think, um, I just think um, when you first play for me, you, you struggle with me always talking about process and me talking about always doing things right and me talking about, like, you know, when you make a play, celebrate with your teammates, not with the crowd. And it's kind of a day and age where everyone wants to go like, hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. And so I said, OK, I, if you practice the way you practiced last week, uh, go do that stuff. Uh, but the football better be right. You know what I'm saying? So um, but I'm, I've now got some guys who get me and who I get. Like I got Tommy Hill. who You know, I've got Jamari Butler. I've got Ty Robinson. I've got some guys who understand that, I'm, you know, 
I'm prodding and pushing just to just keep, you know, getting them to be better and better and better. So they get it. So we're out there practice and the offense has a couple good runs and I got Tommy over there screaming, I want you guys to throw it at me. You know, so we're developing a swagger that's earned, not hubris. And um, um, again, I thought I thought the Michigan, I, I, I don't think we came out of Michigan flat. I think we came out of Michigan expecting to play well. And when all of a sudden we were down 14 nothing, we didn't respond. And that's not a good sign for a team. So I look forward to the next time we're down 14 nothing, Sam, and see like, you know, hey, how do we respond? Because that'll show you if we've made any progress or not. What's your approach for the bye week practices? I mean, you guys do a lot of contact then for recruiting. Uh, what's the schedule for the coaches as you guys look Yeah, we have one guy out the whole week. Um, and then we have um, a bunch of guys that are going out Thursday and Friday. I'll be out Thursday and Friday. So we'll hit, we'll hit a lot of guys Thursday and Friday, evaluation period-wise, see some guys play on Friday. Um, and then, um, you know, we came out today and just played football. I thought it was really important that we got ourselves back in the groove of competition. Tomorrow we'll continue to work on some things. You know, we're doing a ton of self-scout, a ton of improvement work, a ton of looking at, you know, um, some areas that we think we need to improve upon, you know, some third down stuff, some red zone stuff. We'll implement some of that. Thursday will be a lot of Northwestern stuff um, to get a jump on them. They have a bye week too, so they know who we are. We know who they are. So, but to me right now, the goal is for us to go 1-0 this week just in terms of improving ourselves and getting the young guys some good work. What do you think you learned about your team six weeks into the year? And what do you think about the potential that they have for the second half of the schedule? Yeah, I think I, I think I think we should I think we should for the second half of the season, I mean we, we should um, we should try to win every game. You know, knowing that we'll have a chance we'll have probably have a chance in every game and also there's not a team that can't beat us. You know, there's not a team we can't beat, there's not a team that can't beat us. And so uh, we probably just should be prepare at a high level. I think I hope the one thing they learned from last week was that what seemed like really hard, like, man, we're in full pads on the Sunday, the day after we played Michigan, probably will end up being one of their better memories from the year and uh, probably led to one of their best weeks of football and I think gave them the right to have that swagger that Sam, you know, Sam asked about, right? Like, as I told them, if you practice that way, then you, you, have, you earn the right to play that way. So um, I think they understand that they have to prepare. They have to have edge. They have to play in a certain way. And they have to play as a team, you know, like, you know, you got Blaze Gunnarsson started a bunch of games. He gets a little bit banged up. Someone goes ahead. Jamari goes ahead of him. Blaze doesn't start. Does he complain? No, he goes out. He plays really good on defense. He blocks a punt. You know, there's a lot of guys on, a, on the team, I thought, stepped up in multiple areas, not just on offense and defense. How, speaking of backups, how nice was it when Jeff went down, Hunter came in, and it wasn't a question of waiting for Jeff to come back, but that Hunter did enough things in these games to win yeah, I mean, I, I think Heinrich's, Heinrich's uh, prepared at a high level to get himself ready to play. I think that room has that culture. You know, you, I, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Had Chubba not gotten hurt that day, I'm not so sure Chubba wouldn't have gone out there first. And I think Chubba would have done the same thing. And that's not a knock on Heinrich. I just think that room is, you know, Jeff's out there. You know, he's back healthy now. Jeff's out there. He's competing like crazy. Uh, we have three quarterbacks that I, I, I believe we can win with. And um, I only say that because I said that. I think Steve asked me that before the first game. I said, I think we have three quarterbacks we can win with. Um, each has their own strengths, and you have to kind of tailor what we're doing to each guy. But, um, yeah, I think Heinrich is ready for his moment. He's capitalized on it. Um, uh, he has a long way to go. He's leaving a lot of things out there. Um, he's learning how to, you know, the wear and tear of running him as many times as we're doing. You know, that, that can have an effect on you. And um, he's, I think he's, but he's gaining that. He's gaining that knowledge of, hey, here's how I can best take care of myself and prepare each week. And then I think Marcus is doing a good job of finding the throws that he feels comfortable with, right? Um, 
basically most teams now are they're rushing three and they're playing man and they're dropping guys off and they're trying to make sure he doesn't leave the pocket and trying to not chip balls down because of his release. And um, so our defense is starting trying to knock the ball down. So he's he's having to work through that. But he's got takes great ownership. I have a lot of respect for Heinrich. He 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 had a ball batted down today, and he was like, "That's all me." Like he he gets he gets angry at himself. So I think he'll turn himself into a really good player. And this whole drop eight thing's becoming more popular, right? Like teams are just doing it more. What why is that? Do you think? And, and how has it been affected? And what's challenging? Yeah, I think when you look look back at like Iowa State and the big John Heacock and the Big Twelve, they kind of first started it and. Um, you know, I think a lot of teams just recognize, I mean, you know, if, you, if you're if you in the NFL and you're a rookie quarterback and you're playing against Bill Belichick, he's probably going to drop eight the whole game on you and make you throw into windows and you can double guys and you're taking away the, the underneath throws and there's, you know, there's, you can have three guys deep. So, um, you know, we do it a good bit. Other teams do it a good bit. You have to have a really, you know, an accomplished receiver or accomplished passing game to find holes in it. Um, you know, we, we did it against Tom Brady, and eventually he'd find a way, obviously, to get you. But a lot of times, you'd, you know, you'd find, he would check the ball down before he finally figured out where he wanted to go with it. So it just takes it takes a lot of precision in the passing game. And if you can have some guys, if you have some guys who can rush with a three man rush, then you then you're you know, cooking with gas. What's the significance of having Van Poppel in in that goal line situation, then having him at the point of contact on that massive play? Yeah, Riley. Um, you know, Riley's someone I'm, I, you know, I, I kind of push Terrence to play more. I'd like to see him play more. I think he will play more the second half of the season. Um, when I watched the Michigan game, he was a guy to me that didn't look like the moment was too big or, you know, when guys blocked him. And I think I said that maybe even last week. Like, I mean, I thought he, he played with great extension and length. He's tough. He's physical. Um, he's, uh, I think he's going to be a really, really excellent player for us. So, you know, last game we didn't, you know, because we had so many three and outs other than after that first drive. Didn't rotate, rotate maybe quite as much as I would have liked. But um, um, he's in that jumbo package, and I think Tony's done a good job. You know, while Tony is a card-carrying, like, member of the 3-3-5, and, like, you know, they don't deviate, you know, he is he is putting, you know, some big people out there, and we are playing some 3-4, and we do have Chief and, you know, uh, Jamari. or Chief, you know, We do have some true big people when people go big against us. And uh, that gets that gets Riley another opportunity to get into the game and be a big body inside. So, you know, as we come down the stretch, there's going to be some teams. I know they're going to be physical and run the ball. As it gets a little colder and windier, we're going to need we're going to need those guys. We're going to need those bodies. We're going to need that, those bigger defensive sets. And Riley's done a great job. And you know, uh, he's learning from Ty Robinson. I think Ty's doing a great job of leading that room. And as Ty transitions off to the NFL, I think Riley will be one of those guys who steps right in and you know c- continues the standard. Like Turner and Charles have been. Yeah, Jeremiah was was playing a little bit of both, and now he's playing at corner. Um, and uh, Bryce, you know, is playing some at corner as well. So um, they're they're over there, and they're kind of in the mix. You know, they they're, they're going to hopefully help us on special teams at some point. You know, Ethan Nation got into the game on special teams last game, so um, we're trying to bring those guys along. Hey, Matt, one more about the quarterback. Um, obviously, you have this week to compete. How important is it for the guys knowing that every day is yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I, I, I think so. I think, um, I think, uh, I think, you know, the best players are constantly in competition with themselves and their own standards. So, um, you know, obviously Heinrich started the last several games. You know, if he played today, he'd be out there starting. But he knows he has two really good quarterbacks in the room with him in, in Jeff and Chuba. And so, you know, he, 
you can't kind of blow a day off, right? You can't show up one day and not be locked in. You can't, you know, you can't miss the team bus. You can't, you can't do whatever. You've got to, you've got to stay, uh, stay locked in and healthy. I don't really worry about that with those guys, but you know, a lot of times parents have said to me over the years, well, if you know, if you just make him the starter, you know, I would tell you, you'd see how confident he'd be. And I'm, I'm trying to get all, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about where these guys. I'm trying to get all these guys ready for the for their next phase in life, right? The NFL or the real world, and um, you know, you walk around every day at the next level waiting to get cut. So you better learn how to handle pressure. And true confidence comes from within. Confidence doesn't come from your parents telling you that you're a good player or your coach telling you. In fact, it actually goes, does the opposite if you look at the research. So, um, you know, a program where guys have to earn it, a program where guys know that, you know what, if I work hard, eventually I'm going to get a chance. I think that's uh, exactly what we need. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks.